Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm extremely excited for this week's episode with the one and only Deborah Silverman. Deb is an incredible uh, psychologist as well as astrologer who's been practicing for over 40 years. And she was highly referred by a couple of friends I really trust. I first discovered her during the pandemic with my friend Shailene Woodley. And then I uh, saw her dropping in deep with my friend Blue and really resonated with her content, her kind of real talk approach to discovering the blueprints for your soul's calling. And I know that many of you are curious about astrology. I know that I have been. Uh, Vedic astrology literally changed the trajectory of my life, but I haven't gone super deep yet on more traditional approach to astrology. And Deborah felt like the perfect person to go deep with. And we did on this episode. I think you'll find a tremendous amount of value. We go into everything from your soul's calling, um, kind of the nature of astrology as a blueprint what kind of astrologers not to go seek counsel from, um, how to potentially match with your perfect partner, and other ways in which astrology can be really of tremendous service in your life. So I think you'll find great, great value. Please uh, leave your thoughts in the comments um, below, and we'll get started right after a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Simply03. Simply03 is my go-to source for all things ozone. Ozone has radically changed my life. I had exposure to both Lyme disease as well as chronic mold in my home and did a deep dive into potential solutions and found ozone to be uh, miraculous. Uh, it has been a game changer in my life. I use the Simply O3 oils on my skin. I have a couple scars that I've been putting the oils on where I'm seeing the scars mitigated and it's amazing for healing. I also use their oxygen assisted ozone device for both ear insufflation, so basically using kind of a stethoscope device that goes into my ears, which has helped heal uh, an ear challenge that I've had for over a year, as well as their oil bubbler, which enables you, you cannot breathe ozone um, into your lungs by itself. However, you can use olive oil as a medium uh, to enable the, the safe ingestion. And ozone is incredible for a variety of factors. It helps to strengthen your respiratory system. It helps to inactivate bacteria and viruses and fungi, parasites and yeast. It stimulates your immune system and basically hyper-oxygenates your system, which improves your circulatory system. There are reports that it can help improve brain function and memory. Uh, that it can reduce abnormal heart rhythms. Obviously, one has to be careful with claims, but do your research. Google ozone therapy, and it has been one of the biggest game changers in my life. So if you want to get started, I did an episode with the founder, Michael Lowe. You can check that out. I'll link it below. And if you want a discount, you can use simplyo3.com and code PEAKMIND. And it'll give you a nice fat discount at checkout. Again, that's simply O3 Peak 
mind. This episode is also brought to you by one of my other new favorite companies, which is Leela Quantum, leelaq.com. Leela is incredible. I got introduced to them by looking at some of their dark field microscopy and the effects of EMF on our blood. We are now obviously all kind of in a mass experiment, which is 5G EMF is being unleashed on all of us, uh, whether we like it or not. And I have used Leela Q's incredible EMF protecting clothing as one of my great tools, especially uh, when flying. I, I put on the underwear, I wear the, the shirt, all of them are silver lined, the hat as well. Um, obviously, when we fly, we're 30,000 feet closer to a massive radiation source. But in addition, I've found um, that my sleep is disrupted uh, when I'm traveling and, you know, like I was just in New York City and I had no idea, but I wasn't sleeping well. And then I realized there was a massive 5G tower right next to me. Um, so the, the Leela Q is my go-to source for blocking EMFs. I have their clothing, and I also have what is incredible, their quantum block. I have both the travel size quantum block as well as the larger quantum block. I did a an episode with Philip that goes deep into the science. They've done double-blind uh, controlled studies, um, but... It's been incredible, principally for mitigating against the risks of EMF radiation in my home. He also goes deep into quantum energy and the quantum field, which I'm fascinated by. I think most, most notably by the research of quantum energy as it relates to water and some of the microscope testing that has been shown as it relates to the energetics of water. And we are obviously composed mostly of water. Uh, but quantum energy is something incredible to look into. And I highly recommend you listen to the episode below. Uh, in the interest of time, what I'll say is do a deep dive into Leela Q's website, leelaq.com. And if you're interested, you can use the code PEAKMIND for 10% off your order. Again, that's leelaq.com, code PEAKMIND. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right. Welcome to Peak Mind. I am your host, Michael Trainer. And it is my honor to have on the show today, the one, the only, Deb Silverman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's, it's a pleasure. I actually, I think, first discovered you through our mutual friend, Shailene Woodley, when uh, we were during the pandemic, you know, and uh, you were doing these epic astrological insights. And then, and then you kind of just went deep with my friend Blue. And I was like, man, Deb is dropping some knowledge. I need to... Uh, I need to uh, reach out and uh, and see what's up. So thank you for coming on. So glad to be here. Yes. Okay. So we're about to get into a little bit before the show, my background in astrology, which I would say is is pretty minimal, with the exception of what I will share is the reason I'm living where I'm living right now. Now, this could be absolutely changed based on your insights. Let's find out. But I did an Ayurvedic retreat uh, about a year and a half ago. And at that time, I was traveling all around the world. So pandemic kind of shook things up for many of us. I decided I was going to use it as an opportunity for kind of a vision quest and tr was traveling all around the world. And at that point in time, I did this Ayurvedic retreat uh, with a gentleman who was the personal physician for Maharishi Mikesh Yogi and Indian man, medical doctor. And all of a sudden, he dropped in some astral cartography. 
and basically was like, uh, you should not be traveling around the world. Uh, I want you to live in the United States of America, southwest of your birthplace from this period till this period. And uh, I was like, okay, along with a variety of other insights, but I took that real serious. And so the reason I'm living back in Los Angeles is in large measure because of my astral cartography, which I've not shared. You know what? It's so funny. I just, so no one knows who I am, but I'm an astrologer and a psychotherapist of 45 years. I just did an interview for Paul Selig, a very famous channel who was like you kind of had an interest in astrology, not much. And then he did what you just did. He told me the story that he had one reading in his twenties that described his entire success and the week it would happen. And exactly as a guy. And so he was similar, like, I don't know about this astrologist, except that the most significant decision of where I'm going to live or what's going to happen. So that's funny. Yeah, it, it is, right? Because you don't, you don't expect it. At least for me, it kind of crept up on me. It was like, okay, didn't see that coming, but also I'm taking it seriously. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off because for those who don't know, and I do an intro before the show kind of kicks oh, off. I just, I just I just I just record that I record that instead of I, a lot of podcasters do that in front of people, and I think it's a little bit of a flex. Uh, but but there you go. I mean I I, I respect it. But needless to say, um, what I would say is I have um, I have mixed feelings about astrology insofar as this I have absolute belief in its efficacy. I think it's a profound science. I think there are a lot of quacks who don't know what they're talking about, unfortunately, just as there are in, in many healing realms, and you have to be very careful who you sit with. Um, but the funny part, I think, for me, which is my resistance to astrology, which I'll just share out, out front of the gate because, you know, like it's, it's best to be an open book, is more because I live in the city of Los Angeles, which is which I think is true of many different places. And, Deb, I think you'll get a kick out of this because I think you have an irreverent side as well. Is is when a woman leads with what's your sign, which by the way, you can garner a lot of information. It's kind of like the Beverly Hills woman asking you what kind of car do you drive? It's like the spiritual woman's version of that. Because in essence, they're trying to put you in a box. They're like, and, and this happened to me literally recently where I've 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 told a woman that I, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we, I can't, I can't, I, this conversation can't go any further. I've dated too many Virgos and it's, uh, it's, it's a, you know, and I'm like, wow, okay. Like before even getting to know me, just like literally based off my sign, you're ending, I mean, ostensibly ending whatever this is in your mind. And that's happened to me a number of times. So I just share that to say, I feel like, and I'd love your perspective on how to view astrology, because I think. For me, it's a, it's a beautiful guide. I lived in Sri Lanka and, and India in places where they use it very seriously to assess compatibility. But I don't feel like it's like, I think some people view it as like the like an exacting Bible of like, it has to look like this or else. And to me, that doesn't feel exactly right. So I'd love your insights into how to approach an astrological reading. Well, I think, first of all, you being a Virgo Scorpio, the two signs that get the worst rap, like if there's two signs in the zodiac that nobody wants to be, it's those two. Second, well, third only two to cancer. So, yep. yeah, it, but that's unfair. So, you know, it's just to your point, every exaggerated, cheap kind of pretend game from podcast to new age conversation to astrology to Reiki to chakras to past lives to psychedelic. I'm always like, can I see your 
credentials, please. Like show me, in by, show, show me by the way you lived your life. Give me something about you. And by the yeah. way, we can detect, we detect as soon as we meet someone, you can read the, if you're at all awake, which is another coined phrase that bugs me. I, I, all these phrases bug me. Like uh, when I have to say I'm an astrologer, I'm always like, because eh, now it didn't used to be like this. It used to be when anyone asked me what I was, I was a psychotherapist. I was, you know, I have a master's in clinical psychology from LA. But then as the years have gone by, especially since the uh, COVID, everybody loves astrology. Oh, yeah. Kind of, kind of. It's dippy. It's superficial. It pisses me off. And I don't want to get set right now. Don't get me going. Okay. So the answer is I happen to love Virgos. They're like one of my very, I collect Virgos. So let's just dispel that. Yes. And Scorpio, Moon and Scorpio, which is, by the way, where it is today. I was just asking myself in my head, what's the high road of Scorpio moon? And what it is, is you can endure anything mm. that you're shy. You have no reluctance. You're not shy of the deep, dark underbelly, the honest truth. So here we go. Starting a podcast with, I don't really believe in astrology in that context. Mm. And I've been practicing for 46 years and I'm in love with the truth of astrology. Yes. Preach. I like it. Yes. Okay. So, so I can so, see, I get, I get it. Yeah. So, so in essence, I think to me, I, I, I look at it like a guidepost, but I don't look at it in, in this way, like, and this, and this is my own orientation, but I don't look at it as, as destiny. Right. Cause for example, uh, as you mentioned, for example, uh, you know, uh, Virgo and Scorpio, to me, there are aspects of those that are, that are, that are part of my nature, right? Like I don't know a tremendous amount and I'd love your insight around Virgo, but like, I, I don't feel like I'm anal no, retentive at all. You are not. Uh, In fact, you're quite you're quite the opposite. You have way more Libra. I don't know if you know this. No. You have three planets in Libra and they're airheads. Really? Yeah, they change their mind. Everything is dependable. They have, depending on who they're playing with, their artists, their aesthetic is the high. Virgo's like, oh my God, why can't you make a decision? So <laughs> You have an indecisive, artistic, very strong chart that does not resemble Virgo. And this is the handicap. Right. They put okay. you in a little hole. They don't know astrology. There's three planets in a different sign screaming, I don't want to be boxed in. Air signs hate being put in. You can't put air in a box. Nope. Definitely but the, not. But you are so air, which is why you're running a podcast. You've got Jupiter and Gemini. But the Virgo, thank God, you ground. Yes. You wouldn't get shit done if you didn't have Virgo. You you fly around in your head. If we only knew all the places you've gone. <laughs> wow, Deb, this is amazing. Okay, so so how you have obviously this background in psychology. You're a real talk person, which is what I like and respect about you. Right? Like I I haven't reached out to any other astrologers to be on the show, but I I love that you keep it freaking real. You know, um, and, and you're grounded. Um, so how do you think about? Which and you've done my chart. I'm super excited to get your garner your insights. But how do you think about um, the ways in which, if you were to say, here's a, how you can work with if if a chart is a tool in your toolbox, right? Like how do you envisage that tool? How do how do you recommend people look at their astrological chart such that it can be a greatest in greatest service and and not such so that they feel like oh this is an aspect like, of my destiny yeah. I can't I can't go there. Okay, so there's I have a school every year, twice a year in September and January, and it's a six week class and you study first things first, your elements. Mm. Like I wrote a book called The Missing Element, and clearly I'm just looking at your elements. Um, you have to know that there's a constitution. Isn't that a funny word? Mm -hmm. We all have a constitution. 
that you have, as I described, an excessive amount of air and you are pretty balanced, mister. I've got four planets in air, two planets in fire, two planets in earth, two planets in water. You're pretty balanced. But mm. the first piece, as a beginner person who knows nothing about astrology, you start with these things called the elements, which by the way, you can't live without. Can't live without water, can't live without air, can't live without earth. Can't... Hello, these are the most primal backdrop to every single culture from Egypt astrology to Hawaii, the, you know, to the ancient esoteric law of Judaism. Every single system has four worlds, four energies. So astrology can get very abstract and it's very heady to your point. How do you aim at it? First, you start with the elements. Then the simple three pillars, sun, moon, and rising. We all know you've got sun in Virgo, moon in Scorpio, Sag rising. Go ahead and unpack those three signs. I've got these very funny videos. Have you seen them on YouTube? I have seen some, yes. Yeah, 8 million views of just five minutes each for each little sign. And you watch them and you start to laugh because you're like, oh my God. So do those three as a beginner, but then you would have to go look up the three planets in Libra. And if you didn't know, you wouldn't know that you're not a normal Virgo because of the stellium. The word is stellium. It means three planets or more in one sign or in one house. And that becomes a theme. And it isn't about destiny giving you directives. It's about you knowing how to listen without these crazy headsets. It's knowing how to listen because you're in tune. Like my sense of timing, you know, today, that's so funny because I'm never late because I'm an astrologer and I was sitting in the wrong room <laughs> waiting for you. I kind of like that story. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But the point is timing based on astrology is an instinctive knowing that doesn't require you to get destiny by a, some, like a, a dictate a dictation, it's more about you being so comfortable in your own skin. Mm. And you realize, you, for example, you, Michael, have three planets in Libra and relationship is everything. Sometimes you want to be alone, then you want someone around, then you want to be alone, you want, you've got the ping pong game going. And mm -hmm. once you understand it, rather than going, what's wrong with me? Half of me is a loner and half of me is a partner and half of me is a loner. And half, like, you've got a real, it could be like, and until I can say that to you, then you're like, oh, that's so true. So that's not destiny being dictated. That's me describing the obvious looking at a chart. And how do you do it? Come study. Yes. Beautiful. So I, I totally relate to what you just shared, which is obviously not news to you because you have the insights that are based on the plant. But for me, I've always described myself as what I would call an ambervert. So like I can be very social and gregarious, but I absolutely need to recharge solo. And until I do, like I can't go out and, 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 and do that again. And, and you're I have, a loner. You're a loner who needs people. That's right. That's right. I, I, I like. I like. I enjoy my own company. I recharge my own company. I like to clear the cords energetically from like you know all the different peeps and like their intentions and energies, and then I can go back out in the world. And for me, I actually do that through the elements. Like I. That's why I live by the ocean because I can go in the ocean and I can be in the salt water and I can clear the energies. And then I. This can is come my back whole out. life. You're echoing. I live in Hawaii half the time, and I yes. am devoted. And absolutely every single day I do all four elements. So if I'm not in the water, I'm at least in meditation because that's yeah. another form of going in. If I'm not um, journaling or doing a podcast or writing or reading error, if I'm not taking care of really taking care of the food and being conscientious about the earth element and the physical plane and how to take, deal with my beautiful flowers and then fire. If I'm not laughing and having fun, I'm going home, which yes. you clearly have fire. Your soul is fire. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 lo I love the fires. Uh, yeah, I can it, tell hu huge in, uh, in the Wiwatika tradition, they call it Tatawari, which is, they call that 
the true shaman because the fire is the ultimate transmuter uh, of, of energetics. And so that's exactly uh, right. Yeah. I, I, so anyway, yes, I have a deep reverence for all the elements, but, uh, but yes, thank you for, for noticing. Um, so, so how, how do you think about as a chart? Like, okay. So you, you mentioned, um, you know, your, your sun, your rising and your moon. Can you just give a couple of insights? Uh, yes, I, yes. Obviously, and by the way, like, and we're going to shout this out later, you're going to want to go super deep with Deborah on these things. So, and, and she has access and, and courses and tools to do so. But just, just for like the overall listeners to start to get a yeah, sense and a flavor. Simple, simple. So the sun sign, obviously the whole world revolves around that 93 million miles away in perfect distance to earth that keeps us warm and cold. I don't know who made it up, but that sun, the giant sun makes me so happy. That's yeah. your personality. That's your ego. That's your instinctual, impulsive. You have no free will. You've got the Virgo thing. You're going to clean and organize in your own way. By the way, Virgos are not all neat. So whoever made that up, they pissed me off. <laughs> but there is a method to their madness. They do know where the red pen is in the third drawer behind the paper. That's different than being neat. That's yeah. called organized in a very chaotic way, which is your chart, <laughs> just so you know. So yeah. there's an organization to Virgo and that's your sun sign. What it does, the truth about Virgo from us, what my book is about is there's a high road and a low road. Mm. There's an esoteric influence and there's a mundane one. Mm. The esoteric, you're going to love this. A Virgo is pure. It's the mother Mary. It's the devotion to the one with such intense seriousness that there's purity. Not that they look good and that their eyes are in the right order and that their shoes are all blah, 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 blah. They have all this crazy Virgo stuff that the human nature translates. But the soul version is your appetite for seeking can be nothing less than pure. You're not yes. going for medium. No. Then that's the outer personality we just did, Michael. But for all of you, your sun sign deserves to be looked at from two angles, the low road and the high road. And that's a very clear distinction. The moon, think about it. It's at night. It's when our eyes are closed. We, the boon's influence is on water, on the earth element. It takes the tides up and down, and we are all water, so it affects our moods. And the moon describes your emotional nature. So you are a secret keeper. Yours is in Scorpio in the 12th house. You're like, shh, don't tell people about me. Mm. I mean, superficial, yes, but when it comes to your shadow stuff and your sexual stuff and your internal long, bleh, we're not talking. So mm. moon is the nonverbal, dark, internal, if I push you up against a wall emotionally, you'll come back at me with your moon. So you're going to come back and be a little pissy. Not with words, though. You can just do it like this. Wow. And then they go, Michael, what's up? And then you say, I don't want to talk about it. I'll talk to you later. That's Scorp the low road of Scorpio moon. It's got the tail. It's got the scorpion's tail. It hurts people by withdrawal, by playing cool, by stepping off, by keeping secrets. The high road of Scorpio is what I just said to you earlier is you're willing to go anywhere with someone. Yeah. And in fact, the, the more intense it gets, the happier you are. Hmm. You're like, who will touch my heart? Really touch my heart. Where's the real thing? Kiss me. Like you're like, give me the. The juice, Done. the real check, deal. Check that's that's your emotional body. So the sun is your ego; it's your personality. The moon is the internal dark part of the sky at night. And the last, but no one talks about this, the most important, and it's got two names: is the rising sign or the ascendant. Why does it have two names? Because think about it. We have to get this point drilled down. 
the rising sign is the most important part of the whole chart. It's your soul. It's the higher self. It's what you're moving into. It's your ascension process. Your ego wants nothing to do with your higher self. Your ego's like, me, 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 me. I just want to talk about me. And I'm all excited about my new car and my sun sign and my dippy relationship with all this life. And then the rising sign says, no, no, no. We have to be quieter and deeper and more real. And yours is in the sign of the spiritual seeker who has a wicked sense of humor and laughs when you're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like somehow some things seem funny to you. No one else is laughing. And then Michael's like, that was the funniest thing. You won't believe what happened. So you've got a soul that turns everything positive, that knows how to uplift. What You're going to love this. When I do C-sections, when people call me because they're having a baby uh -huh. and they have some choices to have the time of their birth, I always choose Sagittarius rising. Really? Because they're the happiest. They laugh at... Listen, what is this life but a joke? But we can't keep that focus. We're so caught by our egos and our cute little personalities. I mean, I don't have a personality. Raise your hand if you have a big personality. So then we got this whole, we got this whole, and then meanwhile, the soul's like, excuse me, I don't want all that attention. I just wanted to be home listening to music and have a glass of wine. Is that bad? Yeah. And then the ego's like, that's terrible. You'll get nothing done. And how are we going to achieve ourselves? We need podcasts. We need likes on our Instagram. And then the soul goes, okay, yours goes, okay, well, that's all very funny. I'm just going to have fun anyways. You're lucky because no matter what happens in this life, you end up like that bozo guy that when you push him down, he comes up. Yep. That's Michael. All right. I'll take it. Yes. You know, started off a little rough because you know that the Virgos and Scorpios don't get the most love. But hey, I'll tell you what, the Sag is the rising. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll and ride they that. prosper at 45 and older at 45 years. How old are you? I, I'm a 46. You just entered this era where your life is going to really start because they're lucky, but they don't have luck at the beginning because they're so scattered. Yeah. They're looking for love so desperately. And then once you settle into yourself, 45 and older, Sagittarius rising. Do, 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 do. I'm going to tell you what, Deb, I, I feel that. I feel like I'm just getting started. I don't know. Like I've lived, I've lived many lives in one. And at the same time, I feel like, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I, 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 you know, growing up, I guess, you know, I'm 46. I remember watching like sitcoms, like 30 something and whatnot. Those people all like looked old. I just looked at Brad Pitt at freaking Wimbledon. The guy's 59. He looks like he's a freaking, he's, he's, he's like, yeah, he's okay, so, shining. Uh-oh. Okay, you want me to shock you? Uh-oh, yeah. the lights went out. Do you want me, do you want yes, me to shock you? Yes, shock it on. Let's see. I'm 20 years older than you. No way. Really? Yeah, see, you're reverse aging. This is the thing. We're reverse that, that's aging. That's Shailene, they, they called me Benjamin Buttons for years. Yeah. But why is it? Because you and I both have the gift of turning things into humor. So anyone watching this right now, where you get caught in life and you get caught, especially as a Virgo Scorpio, in the negativity or the fear or the insecurity or the sense of aging or financial, I don't even know. Yeah. You're going to not remember this. When you leave here, by the way, past lives, we've all had them. You'll remember nothing. You don't even remember what you had for dinner last week. So let's just be honest. Our memories are very short term. We can't go into the future. We only have the here and now. Now here's Sagittarius dropping a truth bomb. Take this moment and eat it alive. Right this moment while you're listening to us. Get your hands all excited that Deborah and Michael are having this conversation about astrology being the means to liberate you into your authentic, natural self without being inhibited. I love that. How, how, okay. So when you say liberated into your natural self, um, that to me feels so expansive versus 
where I think some people I'm, and I exactly. myself have, have viewed astrology as restrictive, right? Which it, it seems right. totally contrarian to what it actually is. So, so, um, so how do how can it be, how can we enter into seeing it in the possibility that it holds, which is this unfolding, this unfurling, this expansive possibility? Like how, uh, yeah, I, and I, that, I know that's not like a, a de tightly defined question, but, but I think you get the essence. No, of no, I got sharing. it. I got it. I mean, if using your chart is so easy. So the limited versions, I'm a Virgo and I have Scorpio moon and I'm a little grumpy because I analyze the shit out of everybody and they never pass the test. That's the low road. But then if you take it to the higher expansive side, you're like, you know what? I am so, this is me, I'm being you. I love yeah. serving people so much. And I love getting underneath the history, the secrets, the storyline, so that I really feel connected and I'm not full of shit. Mm. That's a different version of Virgo Scorpio. That totally. takes us open. And then just so you know, announcement, you have four planets in the house of the professional, highest ambition workaholic. Nobody told you that. No. What does that mean? It means that you're an artist in disguise. I hope you're doing art. I am. And actually, Deb, I, so uh, it's it's emerging now, like even more so. Like I, Later I'm doing part of your life. You're, everything about your chart is later in life. You do not show up till 45 and older. What a relief. Wow. Yeah, it's, now, it's, see, that's expansive. Feel your I energy would just happen. Yeah, totally. So everyone feel this. You get given a truth in astrology that doesn't limit him into some stupid dippy doodah on the back of a Cracker Jack box. It is authentically working with the client. This is what I teach. I have 20 certified astrologers on my site. And I do this wow. thing called matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a You send me your chart. I think about all theirs because I've memorized them. And then I hook you up so that you get somebody who understands you on your terms. And then you said it expand gives you the key to relax okay all right so now you just hit on something that kind of tickled man first of all i'm feeling the expansiveness yes definitely creating more art it is emerging like it, not even me i'm just a vessel and it is coming through but you just tickled something that's really on my heart and also i think those listening will have a lot of resonance with or questions about which is compatibility right like so that notion of like and that's where it gets real interesting so i know with my father for example who i i would say now obviously that's not uh romantic but that's but that's the person in my life that i've had the closest relationship to date now he was a taurus i don't know what his i don't know what his um his uh rising or his moon, moon and but my but but i do know that the one the, like the love of my life uh years ago was also a taurus so so i do have like a little bit of like a Hmm. Like, I don't know, like a charm around that, that particular sign, but how do you think about compatibility as it relates to, and I, I know this is a huge question, but as it relates no, to No, it's astrology, because you have three planets in Libra. All you think about is compatibility. You're like Mr. Hopeless Romantic who doesn't want to be around people. That's weird. I mean, I'll tell you what, yeah, the notebook, I'm not going to lie to you. I like, I like a little Ryan Gosling and uh, I, I'm into the romance. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I agree. <laughs> Well, you've got three plants in Libra. So compatibility. First of all, I always say Cupid does not know astrology and she has no eyesight. She just mm. pulls the thing out and goes, Whoop. like, and then you're, you got that fall in love with that soulmate that you met when you were 17 that you can't forget because the emotional body got triggered and the chemistry ran through your body. You were like, woohoo. And you can't repeat that. It doesn't reoccur. And then you get stuck on, I was once in love and you're full of shit because that was then. And this is now. 
So let's come into the now. What is compatibility? It's mm. it's recognizing that God, life, spirit organized you and I meeting today. Mm. There's a kismet. There's a quality of spontaneity. And if you don't respect it, you could be walking right past your soulmate. If you're yeah. stuck in your head about the way she has to look or the way the sign she has to be, you don't know what destiny has in mind. But I can promise you, I've seen people miss opportunities. It's such a sad story. Or they're in love and they can't get untangled. Because the compatibility, to your point, astrologically is tangled. And until they have language for it, I've had, I can tell you, a client came in to see me, husband and wife. They're on the way to the lawyer. Someone resorted them to me as the last option. They're sitting in my room. And I just said to one of them, this woman has no air in her chart. She doesn't talk. And you, on the other hand, don't stop. So I can imagine this is a compatibility issue. And she started to cry. And then he had compassion. And then they didn't have to get divorced. It was just wow. that was one small detail of me rewriting the obvious. But we try to make people like ourselves because we're such insecure goofballs. Like, do you love me? Do you love me? I'm not sure I do. But if you liked everything about me, I like me more. Mm -hmm. Real talk. Yeah. Beautiful. So, so compatibility so is real. It's real in astrology and it must be done without question. We have someone on our team that specializes in this. You must understand that Cupid has no eyesight. That karma that got you married to what's his name you're with right now is not going away. Mm. And it's so hard to end those things because there's so many lessons. Now, on the other hand, do we meet couples that are so compatible and I can look at their chart and go, I mean, there's so many people whose charts and mine turn into a birthday party just by standing next to them. <laughs> I love that. I love the birthday it's real. party. Yeah. And then of course you do Mr. Sage rising. And then there's other people where I'm like, it just happened last night. Like I can't go for dinner. I, that woman's lovely, but I cannot sit in the room with her. And I feel like a bitch, but I've learned at this sweet age of almost getting to 70 that I have to pick the frequency I'm sitting next to so I can have a birthday party. Cause I want to have a party. Every, there's not much time left. The planet is on a crash course for a radical, radical climental. Is that a word? Um, environmental spiritual change that we must celebrate that we are peaking right now this is one of the best days of your whole life today man beautifully said i like i like that notion of peaking how how do we celebrate when you think about you know and i, I know a lot of people get heavy in their heart which is natural when you when you actually listen to the news or you think about kind of the nature of what's going on sort of on the planet yet at the same time um wow like I, I often like take a step back and I'm like, guys, we've won the freaking lottery. Like if you are alive today, you have your health and you've got time ahead of you. Like you won the freaking lottery. You know what I mean? Like look what, we're doing right now. look what we're doing right now. People are getting sneak previews into our lives through a cyberspace where we're never going to touch. I don't even know who they are. And they're on the other side going, this is an interesting podcast. Totally. And we don't even know. We're, we're in the future. That's right. And, and and by the way, that didn't even exist. I was talking about this someone last night. I was like, I used to love like Bill Moyers and like Joseph Campbell documentaries on PBS. You know, it's like 30 years ago, like there was no podcast. You know, if you wanted to have a show about whatever, you know, you had to have like a lot of backing and money and a whole team. And it's like now I can like, oh, Deb, love Deb. I just found a Deb follows me on Instagram. I'm going to reach out to Deb. Now I'm talking to Deb <laughs> on the interwebs. I mean, it's like. I, I mean, I mean, it's a birthday party. I, I'm a, I'm a it fan. Is. You are a birthday party. So if any of you are not having fun, 
if your life is because he's Mr. Satch rising, he's like a party waiting to happen. And I happen to be a enhancement drug. I'm like uh-huh. MSG. Whoever, uh-huh. whoever I'm with goes into a higher frequency. I don't know what that is, but I, I could suggest it's a little bit of my fire starting people's fire. I However, so. there's those of you listening to this right now and you're like, I want what they're having. Like, yeah. why can't I feel that in my body? To your point, what do I do to activate? How do And it's on your terms. Some people, they need to stay home in their bedroom and play on Netflix to recalibrate. That's what you were, that's the moon in Scorpio in your 12th house. Mm-hmm. I just need some quiet and don't talk to me. Some people, and this is in your chart, they have to talk to someone. Mm. If you don't use words, or this is, you've got three planets in Libra, I am double air. If I don't have my best friend for 35 years who I talk to every day, I feel funny. Hmm. And it's good to know that about myself. Like I can spend hours alone as long as someone's talking to me at the end of the day. Third category, some of you just need to get practical. Like it is really about your grounding is cleaning, organizing, Costco, getting shit done, checking things off your list and doing those spreadsheets. And boy, do you get off in the money thing. That's Mm. real for you. That regulates your nervous system without security. You're nervous. Mm. And for some of you, like you and I, if we're not having fun and jumping in the ocean, jumping off a cliff somewhere, I don't even know, talking about the weirdest shit, we get bored and it's not good. No. No, I will not stay long. I, if, if, if it stays too long in the boring town, I'm, I've got to leave. But, that, to, but to your point, and I think that's a really important one to emphasize for those listening, knowing what regulates your, your, your nervous system. Another way to put it, and because I, I liked how you put it earlier where it's like a birthday party or that, that person's not my kind of party. I've been thinking about that a lot because that's actually the subject of the book that I'm writing right now is that notion of like the music of relationship, right? Like, and, and I think that takes, it You're takes. You're writing a book on, wait, 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 hold back up the bus. You're writing a book yeah. on relationship? Yes. Of course you are. You've got three planets in Libra. When we hang up, you're going to go do the five minute version on my video on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Deborah okay. Silverman Libra. And then you're going to text me and go, I can't stop laughing. You're a Libra in disguise. Well, what is a Libra? Because now I need to know. I mean, of course, I'm going to go on YouTube. Artist. But- it's yep. an artist. It's a relationship person. It's a social event. It's the networker. It's the person that is so curious, so nosy, loves to learn. Everything that stimulates them is just insatiable. That's it. That's what that I identify with that. I, I didn't know it was Libra, but I, that's exactly how I would identify. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday, so, I... See, Keep going, keep going. I you love go. it. No, you go. Yes, I want to hear what you did yesterday. No, so yesterday I was just I was just mentioned this because I I don't know if you know this. There's a be- beautiful artist named Major who actually, um, you know, per, you know, Grammy nominated Justin Bieber's, uh, you know, produced Purpose his album. Uh, amazing artist, but he got cancer diagnosed with cancer, and that it led him on a healing journey. And he wound up creating, go, traveling around the world, creating music, healing frequency music, not necessarily as we would associate a sound bath, like as, but, but like healing 432 Hertz music based on a place and taking wow. the music endemic to a place. And as we were chatting, we talked about, and it's, and it's just wild because in essence, the birthday party analogy felt so like a continuance of that conversation where we were saying people, you know, so we all like the number one regret of the dying is they never took a shot at living life on their own terms, right? Like they, they, they never, they never, they never took, they never took a, a chance at singing their own song. And, and to me, I think about, wow, you know, like our people are like, it's like our band, like your best friend that you talk to every day for 35 years. Like that's, that's like your duet, you know, like that's your like hall of notes. Or your, totally. I, don't, I, I don't even know totally. what, what the analogy is, but you know what I mean? But that's your music. That's your kind of party, you know? And, 
I think just for people listening, the thing that has just been hitting me is I think we worry about whether someone likes us or that person or with judgment. And like, you know, granted that that aspect of my Virgo is alive. Like I, I can tell oh, I can feel like, OK, that's judgy or that's not whatever. But I feel like I feel like it's like if we depersonalize it and we're just like, what is what's my kind of music? Like wh which people are my kind of song? Right. Like Metallica, I can respect is, is good music, but it's not my kind of party. Like I don't want to go listen. Oh, to that's Metallica. so cool. You know what I mean? But if you're playing 90s hip hop or salsa or even classical music, which are all very different, that's my kind of party. I can get into it. You know what I mean? And so I just think. Because relationships That's also. Astrology. This is astrology 101. Okay, your good. taste buds, your taste buds are directly related to your resonance on your mm. frequency. What astrology does is it gives, it's very simple. It looks so complicated. It's a very simple language. There's a few things you look for. And for you, this is really interesting. One more tidbit for your chart. Mm. At the moment of your birth, the planet Neptune was right on the Eastern horizon. And in astrology, the Eastern horizon at the moment of birth is very significant. It determines your soul, your rising sign. So wow. everybody goes running out of the hospital to see what's at the Eastern horizon. And that establishes the rising sign, which for you is Sag. But the planet Neptune was standing there, which only happens once a day for about an hour and a half. And it rules, get ready. The musical octaves of vibration and frequency where you can feel people without words and you get an intuition and it goes through your body like a swoo-hoo. Like you can feel people and music in your body. Yes. <laughs> no one's ever I could I didn't even know words for that. Deborah, you <laughs> broke it. Yes. It's like it's like synesthesia, but feeling it's like it's like your people. body goes woo-woo-woo-woo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so this is why I do astrology on podcasts for the 80,000 times. Why? Because I want you to know there's ways to give you ask the best question today. What is it? How do I expand rather than contract with astrology? Mm. Once I tell you, you've got a tuning fork sitting on your body that's facilitating your gift of intuition and musical artistic ability. You can walk in and look at art. You get a feeling. I love that. I don't know why, but your body just goes, ding, 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 ding. you're like a lie detector test. Once mm. you know that, it sets you free. And that's what astrology is meant to do. It's not here to complicate. Promise you, we have a guarantee seven days. If you, at the end of the seven days, you're like, this is, so, no, you're going to go, oh, I just fell in love. People fall in love in our school with themselves. Of course. I mean, how can you not? I, so, so, okay. So this tuning fork, let me ask you this question because you mentioned earlier cesarean, which is wild because I'd never thought about people actually trying to, Although it does make sense, people want to control many aspects, but like a birth, and I was actually cesarean born. Uh, and, and, and matter of fact, uh, my mom, which is wild, uh, my mom was told that she had two minutes or both myself and her were, would have passed because I was something like, I don't know if the cord was around my neck or there was some placenta. Pre I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was kind of like an intense coming into the world, so to speak. Wow. That's and so moon and Scorpio. Yeah, so it was that well. My mom, my mom right is Scorpio. Yeah, so oh well, my goodness. Yeah, so so so, but, but okay. So, and I don't know if there's an equivalent for this in uh, the uh, the astrology that you that you're a master of, but in Vedic astrology, what's wild is, and I don't know if there's a corollary. So this may be a, a non sequitur, but he said, you know, you've got you were born during a lunar eclipse or something like that. Like it was like a. And so they they call it Rahu and I, I forget Ketu and Rahu, right? So like, 
also he was one. like he was like you're in the esoteric like you're the dragon because you're you're also you were born in this like uh this particular <laughs> moment where the where you there was like a lunar eclipse and therefore uh, this other woman who i also had never seen and i'm just going to drop this and you can either t pick it up or leave it but i i went to another woman i wasn't even there for an astrological reading and I randomly told her, oh, yeah, I was studying with this uh, this healer in Sri Lanka. She's like, what kind of healer? I was like, oh, I studied, uh, it's called uh, Bahutavidya. No one's ever heard of it, so I didn't ant anticipate she would know it. She's like, you studied Bahutavidya? And I was like, yeah. And she, I was like, no one knows what that is. She was like, oh, I did. I was in India for 10 years. I would like literally diet with the moon each month, different moons to get in a relationship. I went looking for Bahuta video and couldn't find it. She's like, you're Vishalka. And I was like, I don't know what that means. But she anyway, she, she's like, I have to do your reading. Like, no, we're going to do your reading. So anyway, she, in that ast astrological context, she's like, you're Vishalka. And it was a particular, again, this occult aspect, which I didn't really understand, where she was like, she was using his, she's like Daniel Day-Lewis, Mandela. She was a, a variety of figures. She's like, it's like a split tree. On one side, your access to information as a vessel is infinite but you're also a hedonist. So if you, if you fall, if you try, she, she said, if you try to dig many wells, your karma will be very intense. But if you actually like allow yourself to, to, to receive you, your access is, is infinite. And I was like, okay. So anyway, to this day, I still don't fully know everything she just shared, but I, I share that to say that those pieces that is, were that is exactly That's so fine. I'm going to interrupt. That is exactly what I don't do in a reading. Okay, good. I don't speak. I don't speak that much astrology. So the person says, I don't know what you just said, but it sounded really good. Yes. What I would say is, but I see everything she's saying. I think the trick you're actually addressing, which is such an important conversation. When you go get an astrology reading or any reading at all, be aware of the person with whom you're sitting and yes. find out what their credentials are and their credibility is in their history. Because when someone starts talking jargon, which is what people love in the spiritual community, Yep. It makes me want to throw up. I I, yeah. I get not, I'm like, I can't, I can't even, that's why I live outside. I'm like, the trees are more authentic in their communication than when people start. I don't even know what you just said. Okay, good. Okay, good. So you kept it real talk. What about, okay, so one other clarifying but question. But I liked it, but I love how it felt. That's what I got to say. Oh, I love I, how it felt. And I it felt good. It, it felt charming. So, I know. But, but, it just, but like it's you just said, a question. I, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, but one other piece, because I did take this on, and this is the part that is maybe powerful, but scary for me about astrology, which was, and again, and you're probably gonna have strong opinions about this. Another person I had gone to was like, look, uh, how's your relationship with your sister? And I was like, oh, I love my sister. We're, we're, we're great. And he was like, how about your mother? And he's like, oh, we're great. And, you know, we have some challenges, but we're working through it. And I love her. And long story short, he was basically like, uh, well, you know, your relationship, because of where it is in this various house, will never be what you'd like it to be. And he was like, "The you can put love into it, uh, and, but just know that you're not." And I was like, "So it was very determinate, you know." It was like, "Wow, okay, okay like, yeah, yeah, I'm not even. You already know what I'm going to say. I'm okay, not even okay, going okay. there. Okay, okay, You don't need to, you need to touch it. Okay, so basically, what what you shared is it makes me. I wish there was astrology police that went to people's house when they do things like that. Thank you. Yeah, because that's the part where I'm like, yo, you're dropping some seeds that like are defining how we live the rest of our lives potentially if we hold it as like our truth. And that's the part, it's like, uh, not to, I'm a, I won't wax prophetic, but it's like the fake shaman. You know, like I live in Los Angeles, you know, and it's like these cats that are wearing the clothes and it's like, 
you know, if you're going for psychic surgery, you're, you know, if I'm going for surgery, I'm going to the Harvard MD with 30 years of experience. You know, if I'm going for psychic surgery, I'm going to the Page from Brazil that's been sitting in the forest by themselves for two years, born and raised and for 50, has been practicing for 70 years, right? Like, Deb, I get the sense. I don't know you well, but I know you're credentialed. I know all the things that I look for, referrals from people I trust and respect. I'm like, okay, that's it. But most people don't, and, and including myself at times, have taken counsel from people that are just not qualified to be given the truth. And then you, and then it seeds things in your mind, and you're like, man, it's not, it's not empowering. So I, I just want to acknowledge and respect the fact that what you've shared has been the antidote for that for me. And and, and respect. Where can people, if they want to do, for example, you mentioned these courses, um, your they can do matchmaker, readings. matchmaker, make me a match. I can help you find them because I I'm very expensive, but there are definitely people that are brilliant that are on my team. Okay. My school, you just go to you just go to it's three words, <clears throat> D E B R A, <clears throat> Deborah Silverman Astrology, and there you'll find. Well, I have lots of courses. I have Tell Me a Story. I have an immersion. I don't know when this is airing, but we have six people, I bet all of whom you know, that are coming onto our immersion next month where it's free. Every day we do a meditation, we talk astrology, and, and there's so much healing that takes place in the immersion. So I'll link to it. I'll, I'll, I'll push this out before because I would love for people to participate. I and love get the that. Value I love that. that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, and then, I, I would And then I have, I have a lot of free information. I, my passion this life, every single day on Instagram, a video comes out where I say where the moon is, and it's free, and it's all over the internet. My passion this lifetime is to give us optimism and hope. I am a climate crisis maniac. I've been studying it. My podcast, I Don't Believe in Astrology, started with Jeff Orlowski, who wrote the film Chasing Coral. He was the number one, it's unbelievable, the number one documentary that, no one watches because it's so hard to believe what is going on on our planet. So my contribution is you can look up and trust the sun will always come out. The moon is moving in increments and your heart is real and will last throughout lifetime. So all this stuff, otherwise it's kind of funny. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's very compelling. It, it, it is compelling. Cause I think, Okay, I won't, I won't geek out for right now, but there's a gentleman. Do you know a gentleman named Brian Swim? Have you ever encountered him? Yes, of course. I yeah. love his work. Me too. A He's a mathematical cosmologist, man. And he breaks it down. And I did a workshop because I, like you, I was deeply ups I mean, I think any of us who are highly feeling humans, which I, I, at least I think you are, and I can definitely relate to, uh, you know, as we said earlier, like I'm like a tuning fork. And when you tap into, you know, the fact that we are amidst on a biological level, a mass extinction, it can be quite uh, defeating. But what I loved about what he shared, and I just want to share, I'll, I'll give a very tight, succinct. I'm so interested. Yeah. What I loved was, and, and you'll love this as, a, as an astrologer, you know, he talked about where our planet is in the solar system, right? So where the earth is in relationship to the sun and its dynamic dance in relationship to all the other planets is absolutely perfect mathematically speaking I know. for the evolution and flourishing of life and consciousness as we know it and not only our planet solar system where it exists in the universe in the multitude of universes and then so he talks about that on the macro in such a beautifully eloquent way but then he goes into the micro and he's like you know, when we see things that we don't fully understand, sometimes we interpret them as like horrific. 
but but actually in certain ways that dynamic tension which which i would describe is kind of where we are right now there's always kind of this is my interpretation there's always an antidote so like if consciousness presents us with a challenge there's always an antidote that is that is presented now whether we choose to accept that antidote or not is up to us but he goes he goes into the hawk and the and the hare right like the hawk and the rabbit he's like now the hawk actually eats the rabbit but the hawk and the hare are what they are existentially they are fundamentally that the hawk has evolved its dexterity its ability to fly its beauty its grace the hare has has evolved its 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 cunning its movement it's because of the dynamic predatory prey relationship so in fact they're existentially evolving each other and so i i say that to say to say I found hope in that because it reminded me that within the context of our cosmos and and also on our planet there's there's a there's a there's a beautiful unfurling of Gaian consciousness that I think is that is that is so wise and and to me I'm just seeking to try to tune into that 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 wisdom and and the elements honestly are the things that I use to to, to do that but but it but it it was I just I just love the way that he shares because he he you know and you look at these Hubble telescope it's so images. expansive it's your exactly. favorite thing it's your you're an expand so my version is we're giving birth if you mm. were in a room and you'd never seen a woman give birth with mo most people have not you would be terrified she's mm. screaming she's yelling she's out of control for the last nine months she's been throwing up everything looks wrong exactly what's going on right now right now she's screaming she's yelling. We're terrified. We've never seen this before, which isn't even true, but we pretend we've never seen it before. And there are those of us who are midwives mm. who are wise enough to say, take a breath. I do my practices every day, whether it's yoga, whether it's podcasts, whether it's microdosing, wh whatever you do to maintain your regulation of your nervous system, because she is screaming and there's nothing wrong. And if you didn't know better, you'd think something was wrong. Mm. Yeah, that's a beautiful analogy. I actually have not thought about it like that, but it but it makes sense that this is a this is a birthing process. Um, so scary, so, so scary. Yeah, so so scary. I think so scary, and also on the other side of that scary is uh, is is hopefully profound beauty. If if we if we uh, if we wake up in a in a and remember, I, I don't I don't love the word awakening. I like the word remembering because I, I feel like we're all seeking to, we, you know, like that Ram Dass quote, we're all kind of walking each other home. But I feel like in that process, we are hopefully remembering. Um, we're remembering we why we came here. Nobody came here without a volunteer position, but we yeah. can't remember what the contract was. That's what astrology is. Remind me why I came here. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to go deep. I'm going to go deep. Uh, Deb, are there any other insights? Any other insights you if want to share? If you're as a we... podcast host, you get the family rate. <clears throat> the other, only <laughs> other ins—it's really true. The only other insight is there is a lot, a lot of anxiety and fear and dishope. Hope people are losing hope and they're getting afraid of not having children and they're thinking about not being able to have the life they dreamt of. That's all real. Mm. You should be scared about having children and you should be doing the studies. And my prayer for you is start with my podcast. I've collected all these scientists. I didn't care whether it was popular. Talking about climate crisis is like farting. I mm. walk in the room, everyone goes, oh, not that. Like, I'm so sorry, but I have to because I've got Sag in me. 
And what I want to say to you is there's hope. Mm -hmm. And the further along my podcast has gone, to your point with Brian Swim, the more I've realized, wow, this intelligence that operates in this level of awareness that I don't have, but it works at such a high level that brought us astrology, the sun being exact distance and the gift of this body that's a miracle. And the fact that the sun is making this whole room light up is the whole thing's a miracle. So please don't forget. Please don't forget. And if you can't remember, you seek an astrologer who will assist you to remember because your point is well taken. Everything here is remembering. You did not get pushed on the bus. You volunteered. And we're so glad you're here. Just remember why you came. That's it. On that note, Deborah Silmbrin, absolute honor. Thank you so much. I love your spirit. I love the joy. And I also love the real talk. It's like my favorite combination. So thank you yes. so much. And uh, I'm going to link below to um, to all your offerings. The, and, the immersion. Uh, and Yes. The immersion. I have a feeling many of my friends are probably going to be a part of that. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to diving deep into the content and we'll link below. So thank you for the gift of your work. Thank you for doing this today. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Deborah Silverman on your soul's blueprints and the power of astrology to unlock your potential. I loved it. Love her real talk, her irreverence, and also her insights. Um, if you found value, you can follow her work in the show notes below. Uh, I definitely will be uh, delving in deeper and, and, and garnering more of her insights. You can also share this episode, which would mean the world to me, with someone you think would appreciate it. And go ahead, if you're inspired, take 20 seconds to leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps me to get great guests and build the community. So I really appreciate your love, your support, your attention. Sending you guys so much love and to a beautiful journey ahead.